Yo, Chuck, run a power move on him. May I say something to you to give you a true knowledge of yourself and life so that the same glory and success attained by other men who understand themselves may be yours? Man in the full knowledge of himself is a superb and supreme creature of creation. When man becomes possessor of the knowledge of himself, he becomes master of his environment, the captain of his own ship, the director of his own destiny, the accomplisher of his own ends. Peace, peace, everybody. What's up? This is the Brooklyn Combine. We are we are the Brooklyn Combine, and we're at the Brooklyn Combine. What's up, fellas? Roll call. <laughs> Cohen's here. Cohen's in the building. JV Vest checking in. Peace, peace. Fellas here. Peace. Jazz is here. Peace. Rudy. My intern at. My favorite intern. Favorite mentee. Oh man, he got kicked off. Oh, just lost him. Yeah, we lost him. All right, we'll, we'll bring him back in. He had to go get some coffee. Oh yeah, yeah. I sent him out. <laughs> I sent him to Juniors to get some cheesecake. Cheesecake. <laughs> you, you there, dogs? Uh, yeah, Phil's guardian is here, guys. I just had Phil went eight all today, so I had to get in the van. Look. Form in the streets again. I think I, I found him over there on 125th on the east side near the, the metro trains. He's kind of out of it, but it, I got him back. So he's on a, he's on the um, podcast today. What up, boy? You good? <laughs> Phil, you good? I'm good, man. You just try to Phil, I just want to tell you, I love you, man. You got to change your ways, son. Like that street shit don't go nowhere, son. You know where it goes. Yo, stop it, man. Come on, man. Everybody know you tripping, boy. Get in the van, though. Get in the van. Happy happy post-election day. Happy post-election day. We made it. We have we have we have a new white savior, and the world is the world is changing. What y'all talking about? Trump is is the president still. I don't know what the fuck y'all talking. I'm gonna just say this because I'm kind of exhausted with all this shit, guys. For me. It's ill to me because it's and, and it's so many subplots to this. Like at the end of the day, whiteness is in overdrive in America because they realize the demographics are changing and the leadership is changing. Like they're mad from everything from people like Ocasio and Talib and Oman and them getting elected to you know whatever. And you see they have Citizens United and all these other conservative groups. This isn't something that's happened overnight. This is something that's been going on for probably the last 30 years. And, you know, Biden winning presents an interesting issue because if anything, I think the, the GOP is going to understand from this shit, they're going to understand that they can do this with a smart Trump. They had a dumb, grotesque version of Trump, but they can do this with a Tom Cotton. They can do this with some really dangerous people. And I think that's what they're gearing up for. They're going to gear up to, to disrupt Georgia because if Georgia wins those two runoff seats, that changes the political dynamic of this country for some time. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. You got Kamala, Obama part two. Um, you know, people are dancing in the streets. It's a different kind of thing to me because with Obama winning, you had all these 
seat at the table, Negro, saying how this was going to be great for black people, black men. We know that's wrong. We know no government can change our condition or give us liberation or freedom, even if the people look like us in charge. And as we see, his individual success had no transcending into black community success in, on any level. Um, if anything, black men probably are in a worse position than they 12 than they were 12 years ago. Now you have Obama, I mean, um, Obama, Kamala, who is, could possibly be the next female president, uh, a next yeah. president. I, yep. I think if she, if she if she spends her money and her husband's social circle and that Wall Street money and um, the LGBTQ community, uh, she in her four years creates uh, initiatives for young black and brown men to address the knock that she's a cop. If she deals with LGBTQ, she plays the Wall Street thing. If she if she positions herself not as Ocasio in them, but someone digestible and moderate, then she'll have a chance. And you're going to hear in the next four years, listen, Black women are in a different position than us Black men here. Um, I think they actually are going to make some advances with her being in the front because people are going to want to spend money on the optics of a Black woman, finally, on their own accord, hopefully. So, you know, look, I don't know. We're going to see. I had an interesting exchange um, with a couple of folks. Um, people, uh, listen, I, to, to full stop, I wanted Trump out of office. I thought he was a grotesque, disgusting human being, if, you could, if he even rises to the level of human being. And he was an embarrassment. Um, just as a representation of, of the human race. So I wanted him out. Um, I also thought he was directly responsible for the deaths of a couple hundred thousand people in the sense that they knew this pandemic was bad in China back in December and, and the beginning of January, but they didn't say anything until March. And that is criminal in and of itself. Also, he's continuing the keeping of kids in cages um, at the border. So, so I thought he was, I thought he needed to go, just like every other president, though. That said, um, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. That said, though, some folks hit me like, "Yo, we just jumped out of the frying pan and into the fire," and. To me, that's like the silliest thing because the silliest thing to say in this moment, because it's based on this idea that, you know, Biden is this evil guy who's it's a it's a right wing talking point. And it's like Biden is this evil guy who wants to um, carry forth this agenda of enslavement. And I'm like, you think Trump didn't? <laughs> right like you 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 think that you think that trump was about liberty and freedom from justice for all like i i i i, I can't even understand how powerful so people are saying you know biden is going to be trying to make people get vaccine vaccinated and all this other stuff and i'm like come on man. Like but my, po my point is like my point is like that is an agenda that's above any president's pay grade. Mm -hmm. 
that's not that's not the president is only a mechanism mm -hmm. of the plan being carried out by powerful white people they Absolutely. don't they, it's not them it's Absolutely. not it's not biden's plan so mm -hmm. i just i i just thought it was interesting you know people you it's know problematic huh? it's problematic right. it's, it's very problematic and it's also a reflection of exactly what happens to us as people and what happens to good thinking people and hopeful people and intelligent people when you cannot find a logical response to your reality because that's an illogical response to our reality um, and you see it in many forms you you see it revealed in our entertainment you see mm -hmm. it revealed if you go downtown brooklyn you run into to to you know individual like we're going we're losing our minds in this and this is a war and we're losing our minds because you're absolutely right i'll go a step further trump should have never even have been in office and that's the problem with the system is that this system paved the way for tyrannical people to be put in position and not be held accountable simply because of race because to me this is a whole journey in what will society do what what um, depths will a society go to to tolerate white male greed and privilege and, and violence? And it's showing us right. that America, at least, is willing to go all the way for that shit. Now, another thing that that was was said to me this week was that um, you know that that white supremacy isn't really a thing. And that we're making it a thing. This is black people telling me that. Yeah, white, these, white, these are black people. These are people of color saying that. These are black people, super woke black people, super um, esoteric thinkers who are saying that you know white we give we give white supremacy power by acknowledging it, and you know it's tough because I, I think that, be on, a that on a theoretical level. I do believe that that we give whiteness too much credit, but on a practical I level, agree. on a practical level, white supremacy is everywhere in this place, and the concept ideology of white mm -hmm. supremacy is driving all of this stuff. The idea that you could have George W. Bush, Barack Obama, and then go to Donald Trump is the very indicator of how deeply embedded white supremacy is. You had two of the dumbest motherfuckers, period. Not just leaders, right? Not just presidents, but two of the dumbest people on the planet, right? Leading this ship, right? And in between them, you had this scholarly black guy, right? Who spoke well, was cool. He was the coolest dude, played basketball, had a beautiful wife, had black kids, black wife. <laughs> There's listen to Jay Z like he was the coolest motherfucker on the planet, right? But according to him, his wife looked like a monkey, and he wore tan suits, and you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but the, the the point is, is that you had that in between these two guys, right? And people still question his mm -hmm. legitimacy, right? As as an as an American president, and we could say what we want about what the presidency actually represents. It's a tool of white supremacy. Like none of us are really big fans of who Obama is, was as a president. But at the same time, 
right? As it goes in terms of like representation, there's just nothing. There's nothing like even comparable to the two white guys that preceded him and succeeded him. I, I think you're absolutely right. But I, I think also, and I think that goes into the argument at the lengths and the depths that American society will go through to prop up whiteness through whatever. And I think we said in the past podcast, this is the representation of whiteness at its apex and at its intellectual low at the same time and its arrogance. Anyone saying, I can understand the argument sort of in a France, the, the veins of Franz Fanon advice, which was, listen, Europeans have done a great job at European, being European and making advances in that vein. Um, we need to let them do that and we need to innovate and create through our blackness or whatever you describe yourself as. You know, we need to focus on that. So I can understand it from that point, but saying you're giving it power for acknowledging the practical things that an entire globe in the modern history have all decided to, to, to buy into, I think is, is, is uh, dangerous. And I think it prevents us from actually getting to the solutions and the things that need to do to create our own uh, paradigm to have meaningful lives. Because ultimately these white men and their women who support them, who've cl been close to whiteness all the time have made it very clear that they do not intend ever on sharing in the construction and the concept and the idea of what democracy is. And that's very important for people to understand and appreciate because ultimately what democracy becomes is the way you have to live your life uh, uh, in, in response to this system. And they're unwilling to have us participate in it. But at the end of the day, they it's backfired on them in the sense that they never thought or expected us to be able to at least have impact uh, to this degree on their political system. The problem is that, that we are unwilling to step across the line that we know we need to step over to get away from whiteness in these people. And, and because the, the, the bottom line is always, well, look, we've made advances. Look, the black people came out. Yo, put Stacey Abrams on the stage. She's a hero. Yo, Kamala, she's a hero. They're heroes, they're heroes, they're heroes. Yo, listen, these people are politicians. And some of them are good people. Some of them are not so good people, but they're politicians. In this system, we have to really deconstruct this society and how it relates to us. And we cannot do it with those wild responses to something that's very real. Um, yep. You know, I, I'm pro I have a problem with that because, uh, you know, and that's, that's to me what all of these, you know, you go through all this social media, it, it just, you see the revelation of a people that were once great that are completely lost. Um, because there's no way that you can argue. First of all, Donald Trump, <clears throat> at the end of the day, he was detrimental to whiteness. He's basically used all their systems that they've been using to at least oppress us here and alienate us here. He's come in there and instead of just let oil in the machine like Obama did, 
This motherfucker blows up all of the institutions. Yo, the FBI, yo, they're cocksuckers. Yo, the CIA, deep state, you can't trust them. Hey, the Wall Street, we're gonna clean Wall Street up and we're gonna do that. Meanwhile, this motherfucker's running with Bannon and Manafort. These motherfuckers getting locked up. Uh, Leffler is selling stock, like the most, the, 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 all kinds of shit. The corruption is in, in front and he's destroying that shit. He's destroying that shit to the degree of, yo, fuck the rule of law. Fuck the elections. It's all a fraud. It's all a corrupt. Your media is corrupt. America's corrupt. All this shit. Yo, the motherfucker's an American president. Introducing so, doubt, which they can't have. Introducing so, so doubt in the machine. Any of these Hispanic or, or how, however you um, describe um, your, your Caribbean, um, you name it. Even some of these white people who aren't considered white. If you look at Donald Trump as the response and the intelligent response to all these serious things that's going on in light of him having all those negative thoughts, opinions, and actions towards the very country that he's supposed to represent, you're my fucking enemy and you're, you're even, look, you, I'm close to you. I'm probably never going to get close to this motherfucker Donald Trump in my life or Mitch McConnell, but me and you might be on a motherfucking train together. My hmm. kid uh, might be your, your student. You motherfuckers are the real problem. Them 70 million motherfuckers who support the most um, upfront, racist stoking the fires of white supremacy since motherfucking Woodrow Wilson. So America has failed <clears throat> as a as a moral. This situation is like Malcolm said to me, it's like watching strong winds. America is eating itself from within. The only way that it can save itself is if, if it decides to share in the idea of democracy and fairness and capitalism with the very people who are responsible for that and other people of color. And if they are unwilling to do that, this is just gonna be a slow burn. And the only things that's gonna affect the slow burn is the other dastardly shit that they're doing, like destroying the environment. So- and Keith, it on that, me on that note, On that note, we should take a quick break. Right. And then come right back, uh, JV Vips. <laughs>
See, when you're fucking with a rich nigga, all you better get used to the sound. Mm-hmm. I got 50,000 euros on me right now, I blow it, champs at least to Milan. I was never supposed to fall in love, but life doesn't go to plan. Doesn't go yeah. to plan. Your bitches don't compare, cause I just asked you for head, I'ma ask her for rhyme. Please, ring, sign, huh. Chanel, sign, huh. do you? Wow, huh. still a slime. Huh. This nigga fumbled the bag, he ain't do you right. Tell him to stay out of our business, guys, it's just you and I. Let me Back. Go ahead. Sorry, what you were saying, Jay? All good. We're back, people. It reminds me of that adage that you know the the greatest trick the devil the devil ever pulled was convincing people he didn't exist. You know, it's like if you if you remove the idea of the oppressor, then what you also are doing is putting the responsibility for your condition on yourself, right? It's like if it's the difference between fear and danger, right? So people are scared of the dark, but they're not scared of the dark. They're scared of what they think is in the dark. So if I'm, if, if I walk out into the world and I say, well, you know, <clears throat> I'm poor and I can't find gainful employment and, you know, I can't do these things to take care of my family. I can't reach these standards that society tells me or that I feel like I need to reach in order to, to, to be a, a, a provider and a producer for my family it's my own fault because there is no oppression unless I subscribe to it. And that's not true, you know? And if you're paying any sort of attention, you, you know that's not true. But, you know, saying to yourself that that oppression doesn't exist, again, that just puts the responsibility for the entirety of, of our condition on ourselves. And that's bullshit. That's a fact. My biggest challenge was I, I know that we bear responsibility for how we receive information, but we don't bear any responsibility for the information that's given to us. We don't bear any responsibility for the things, for, for, for how, we, how we are presented to in this world, only for how we show up. And so that's been ill. Speaking I feel of showing like, up. Uh, real that, quick, though, I, I feel like just to add on to what Jay said, I feel like it, it is kind of hard to... Mm-hmm. to take that like I, I i guess i can wrap my head around why someone would say that we're giving you know white whiteness or white privilege we're giving we're empowering them by sort of acknowledging it but it's kind of hard to not acknowledge that when people are getting killed by the police in numbers that just don't even make sense and the, the system the, you know the criminal justice system that you name it there's so many you know you just keep going down the line it's kind of hard to, to, to begin to say, all right, you know, we need to not give this power by acknowledging the fact that we are being in a major way rail, railroaded. Like we, we, not, we, don't have the, we don't have that power, you know what I mean? Right. And if the idea is don't succumb, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but right. but not yet. Right. acknowledging isn't, isn't right. giving up. Exactly. You know what I'm How do you come up with solutions and strategies? Right. You know the level and the debt. Listen, here's one problem. We don't even know the depths. We don't know the depths of how this shit is. Think about how deep this um, society has to be at its core to over a period of 300 years continually produce 
a social system that's based strictly first on race then class people don't appreciate that like that's real like you know what you know what your programming has to be in your regular day-to-day -day functions and all that for that to continue to exist for that long that means that the people who are in power are saying that's the only way things can exist like there's no there's no it's not by mistake or the fact that we're so uh inadequate or they're so great that they got all the best real estate in the fucking country <laughs> you know what i'm saying like right, right. they go to the best schools like they're all the bosses like yo you ever been in a meeting with a bunch of white people uh the typical situation and you throw in your advice to what you think should go on tell me what your responses are do you ever get people are like uh okay um whatever and then the same another white person says exactly what you said. And then they're like, hey, that's a great idea. I didn't think of that. You don't get this social society that we have as it exists without purposive action all the time. And what we really have to deal with, for instance, what's the narrative now? The narrative is that, oh, um, the, the, uh, the left Biden since when has Joe Biden been looked at as someone from the motherfucking left, first of all? And since when has Kamala Harris been some progressive person considered from the left? So now the American narrative that's being carried and bandied about on the airwaves and in the TV and on the internet is that two people who are the opposite of progressive and the head of Speaker of the House who is the opposite of progressive and the next powerful senator Chuck Schumer is the opposite of perspective. I'm a, a progressive. All of a sudden, now with because Donald Trump lost and they came in, now you're going to see this left socialism that's going to be a wave in America. Someone has to be really dumb to even believe that, but you have to be evil to promote that and evil for with a, with a purpose. And that's the narrative now. So what's going to happen? You're going to see the interplay between uh the uh ocasio in the in the progressive philosophy because you can't say it's a political powerhouse because it has what they need to be focused in on is their connection to the street if they could focus on their connection to the street and those dollars because there's people spending on money on them if they can connect that to people in the street where they're connected in that way they will totally be the beginnings of perhaps disrupting this two-party system that's really a one-party system but we know that's not really happening but that's the the false narrative that's being created but that false narrative has to continue at every point so that white supremacy can has have legs the only way it doesn't have legs is if we start building paradigms that are above it economically academically and culturally and it could be done but it's going to require us to totally change how we move and how we think because we're still caught up in celebrating you know someone got at me uncle keith because they said that because i was like yo this is not a moment to celebrate they took that as offensive because people should be able to celebrate and i said look of course people should be able to celebrate but as a community if your political maturity um doesn't uh convince you that this isn't a victory, then you weren't paying attention to, to, to Ballad of the Bullet or what any of these great people who lost their lives who actually really understood how this shit works.
We don't right. understand how this shit works as a people. We've lost that ability because we want in. We want a platinum plan. Give me my motherfucking gold chain and 40 ounce. Let, let me uh, get this shit <laughs> popping. Definitely want a platinum plan. Come on, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yo, man, I'm trying to help y'all niggas who y'all don't know nothing. I'm sitting down with the man and y'all gonna criticize me? Man, y'all niggas, man, I knew y'all was losers. I catch a platinum <laughs> plan too. Platinum, like a platinum. The fact that they named it platinum, like the exactly. idea that you would name something for black people platinum. Platinum. It's, it's silly. I, I, so, know, it, I know it's going to attract But it's also these, sinister. I know it's going to attract these niggas. Right. Yep. Platinum. It's Platinum. sinister. You know, it's like a real big dookie gold link or something like that. You know, it's real eye-catching. It's like, yo, this is the platinum plan. You don't want the gold plan. You want the platinum plan. Yo, you know what we so, could do? Look, out could, of all that hoopla, we'll know what we could do? Go ahead, Keith. Know to bridge, bridge the racial gap in America? No, we can do the bridge the racial gap in America. We get niggas some jewelry, get them some chains, chains, plat, some big booty freaks. Yo, yo, your dogs. What up? Well, well, Mark, Mark killed it. What's the kid? Your man Trump when he was campaigning, he's like, yeah, you guys know, you guys know him. Uh, let's bring to the stage, little, oh, little, little pump, little pimp. Shit. First of all, he, oh, he didn't even know the guy's name. But on top of that, your man Mark Mark Gunn, shout out to Mark Gunn. He was like, "Yo, they they came through with the old trading places joint when your man they, they, with uh, Mortimer and his man was trying to get Eddie in the whip. It was like, yo, come in here, it's nice and warm, whiskey. Yeah, but so they they hit him with the yo, kid, come out, we'll fly you out. Uh, I but, I think they reached out to some other rappers, you know, to to help push the black vote. Which even that is kind of wild. Like you you only go to like rappers. I'm I'm I don't know. I, it's all like a joke to me. But you know, what what are we what are we looking at? This guy's not uh he's not even succeeding his power. He's like yo, I'm I'm, I'm good here. These votes don't a lot of illegal count. votes. A lot of illegal no, votes. No, but 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 if he was but if he was by himself, it would be one thing. But he's got a whole tribe of people who are like co-signing it. Like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. So the illegitimate election. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah. So that fun. that's the rub. I think the rub. I think the rub is that it's seventy million people. To Dog's point earlier, seventy million people co-signing this behavior. And that's 70. a great point. And the he still earned the second highest amount of votes in presidential election history. And, now, and a, mad and people a, voted, but- and a, Yeah, but a, a, you know, that's a, res, a result of the, of the cultural entertainment binary place that America is, you know. I got Hulk Hogan, now I got Iron Sheik. Like I, I get that shit, right. but you know, this is also the person that his history was not that of a successful businessman. His history of sexual assault, his history of racism, going back to his father, his mentorship through Roy Cohn, um, his uh, dastardly connections to organized crime figures. None of that was problematic mm -hmm. to even Central Park Five, Exonerated Five, excuse me. Yeah, and and it was nothing. It wasn't pro problematic when he said. Uh, birtherism, which was his inception of the race thing. And the media never held him responsible for it. The media is only holding him responsible now because he's out of the office. 
This is now they're challenging him, cutting off his lies now. So they're responsible for this monster. And America's desire for greed and power has put it, put it in a really difficult place where um, we have to really be honest with one another. We have to hold each other accountable and ourselves accountable. And we have to create paradigms that can provide us meaningful lives in despite of all this. That's, what, that's all we should be fixated on. Because this mess, you know, think about what we don't know what this administration did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the, you know, they got books coming out. They got moles in the, in the spot. They got cats in federal jail who was down with them, now banning. They got all kinds of stuff going on. So imagine what the, what the books really look like. Like, what's going what, you know, we, this is only, we only know the, the, the crazy shit that, you know, they are let us see. Like this, we have no idea the, 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 to the degree in which these people have uh, destabilized humanity or the ability for people to have meaningful lives. Motherfuckers just don't want people shot. They want good schools. They want good housing. It ain't like people asking for their children, but these people are like, nah, we're not sharing none of this shit, man. And we're gonna do everything we can, cheat, uh, you know, voter oppression, suppression, um, we're gonna, make the cops and law and order a thing to keep whistling blackness because that's all the shit is because we talking about America now, the crime is at an all time low. Anybody out here talking about some law and order shit, yo, y'all are just some straight racist. You can call it whatever you want, but you are racist. You haven't dealt with your racism and you just want power because the crime is low. So they know law and order, but we see that the cops and the fraternal organizations are all uh, put in, you know, these, they're putting the, the, the strength of these organizing labor unions that have the air of all these politicians. And, um, you know, this has to change. Like, this can't be a society about locking up and laws. Like, this shit, if it's gonna work, yo, you know what? Y'all gonna have to remove some of these laws off the books. Like, we gotta figure that, that part out because. You know, what you're slowly realizing is that this place is built on oppression. If there's nothing to oppress, you know, they don't know what to do. So, I don't know, man. Fuck this shit, man. I'm moving. Where we going, son? Alaska? Yeah, we are going to Alaska in February. Yeah, but we're going we... in February. Can we live out there, though? It's too brick, man. I don't know. It's brick. We're going in February. You're going to have to be on snowmobiles. We got to be worried about the right gear because you could get frostbite and lose a toe or something, you know. But uh it would it would be nice for us to continue our relationship with Alaska just to have somewhere to reset and perhaps build because also environmentally you don't know how this American landscape gonna turn out. You know, we, you know, we might we might be living in um Mad Max type shit. Too. 70 degrees in November in New York City. Golf tomorrow. Used to, man, it was brick in New York by Halloween. You had winter yep. coats on, you know, and I feel like tell my you had we used to have winter coats on back in my day, but really now it's 70 degrees. Where nah, man, we we uh I don't know, man. I'm just trying to find a different sense of understanding all of this shit, guys, to be honest with you. Like I'm I'm really trying to look for firm understanding of this to, to hopefully um provide better insight and perspective to hopefully be a better community member. Because one of the things that I realize is that, you know, 
you know, unless you have community and unless you have protocols and you have value systems, you know, you're, you know, it's a, this is a very scary wilderness to be in. And as you get older and you see young people getting older and maturing, and you also see how America, how relentless it is, there's a burning desire, at least I have, to at least while I'm here, create and be a part of creating something to, to, to facilitate that Uncle Keith's great, great, great grands and um, JV's and Jazz's great nephews and nieces and Phil's and like Ruth, like everybody on the combine, HB, um, um, Hobbs, uh, Barn, uh, who, who else? Uh, Steve, Rebel A. Mally um, X. Mally, Mally X. Shout out to our brother, uh, the mad scientist, Mally X, man. He had to get his, I think he had some uh, teeth. Knocked his jibs out, yo. Yeah, no, nah, I'll be honest, man. Mally was talking all that crazy smart shit. And I just got tired. I yapped him. <laughs> oh, man. I'm saying, but we, we talked about it. We ain't let it get dirty. to us. <laughs> no, yeah. but nah but it's like you really realize that yo man look what they did to us man our beautiful women man our moms our elders our younger like look what they did to our uncles man our grandparents and ancestors we didn't even meet and they still got that hammer out swinging it and so for all those people talking about yo this shit don't exist you know what I'm cool with that but you know what? I know who my enemy is. And sometimes your enemy comes in a lot of different forms, man. We got to draw a line in the sand. Tell them we sending our kids to these cities. You know, who knows what the fuck happening in some of these cities? But, you know, who knows? Yo, Alex Trebek died? Yeah. Yep. Pancreatic Oops. cancer. Pancreatic cancer, yo. He had, it for, he had it for a little minute too, right? He had it for a while. Yeah, yeah. he had it for... Want to be wrong, maybe five years or so. Yeah, yeah, like several years, which is kind he was, of. Yeah, he was, he was eighty. He was eighty. He's really? 80. He was still working. Yeah, oh wow, he was still working. Mm -hmm. Damn, man. Yeah. Salute, man. It's, can't listen. That, I mean, that's was as it American as it gets, right? Game show. Right. Yeah, like, that's, that's that's the that's the American game show Jeopardy. Like yeah, that's right. that's it right there. Nah, Hollywood Squares, man. Price is right. Wheel of Fortune, maybe. Price is, I think price, the Hollywood's good. Uh, I think price. price is right. Price is right. Wheel of Fortune. Price is right. Family feud. Nah, chill, cool. chill, son. Family feud. What do you say? Oh yeah, I can see that though. Family feud, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I want to get a talk show, kid. You got you one. Make that game happen. show. You want a game show? Game. Yeah, man. America's the game show. What, game what's show. it? Like, I want to do a show kind of like Fantasy Island. <laughs> yeah, like Yo, Fantasy, Fantasy, Island. Fantasy Island would be ill. <laughs> like, I'll be like... Um, the original uh, Fantasy uh, Island, not this new one, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be Ricardo Monteblano. Phil could be uh, Hervé Villache. I know what's coming. Like, I know what's coming. We do, we do, <laughs> we do different scenes. You know what I'm saying? That shit would be hot, kid. What was he tattoo? Yeah, feel, yeah, tattoo. That, that was no, the name but tattoo was a wild boy, actually. Yeah, he was. 
Tattoo was the one that was like the plane, the plane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's super wild. He used to run around with uh doing mad drugs, fighting. Him and Gary Coleman used to tear up the town, kid. Nigga dogs are making shit up now. You wildin' son. Nah, I guarantee you somebody Gary. He's a hang out with Gary Coleman. He ain't hang out with Gary Coleman. Somebody, Hold somebody. On. It just sounded mad believable. Word, like, it did, I, yo, I believed it. I was about to go retell that story. You got me out here looking crazy. Yo. Him, Gary Coleman, and Webster. Yo, 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 yo. Walk in a bar. Yo. Emmanuel Lewis. Emmanuel Lewis. Yo, Wait. somebody. Somebody, somebody Google Hervé Villachey and Gary Coleman. I guarantee you it's a story on that. I'm about to do that. Yeah. Any, anybody ever heard the, um, I think it was a podcast with um, Emmanuel Lewis and Lil C's, yo. Yeah, I seen that. That was a very strange, very strange. pairing. Yeah, that was I thought strange. that was wild. That yeah. Was <laughs> Big Keith's like, what? But I think Gary, Col- um, Gary Coleman, Emmanuel Lewis is from Brooklyn, apparently, right? Uh, never I, heard that. I yeah, that I did right. see that. Yeah. He might be. You said you can see that. I yeah, I can see that. him. Nah, I, I saw. I saw the um. The, the, oh, I saw the, the uh, interview, with, interview with him and um Little C. Yeah, that yeah. was a weird. That was a very strange, weird interview. It was very interesting and strange at the same time. It's almost like yeah, they, yeah. What were, I was like, what are they talking about? Yeah, what could they put? And they were talking for like an hour. Maybe he's a, <laughs> maybe he was a big fan. I don't know. <laughs> And he was he was saying he was man he was he was popping mad junk too, but on like respectfully. He's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, how old is he? Because he was he was how old is he now? He's got to be like fifties. Yeah, yeah, he got to be. Yeah, yeah, fifties, fifties, definitely like fifty-five, fifty-six. He said seventy-five, seven. He said seventy-five. Yeah, he was he was like twenty back then, right? Yeah, right, playing a nine-year-old or something like that. Yo, real rap. Though. Big J. <laughs> he was. He was <laughs> nine-year-old. Playing he was a five-year-old. Like a nine-year-old. Yeah, he's playing like a seven-year-old. He's like thirty-two. Yeah, he's wild. He was seventeen, <laughs> playing a three-year-old. <laughs> he was like, cut. He was like, yo, yo who I need a eat? cigarette. <laughs> yeah, yo, wallet. Yo, need a drink. Yo, which one of y'all extras fucking? Which one of y'all extras fucking? You know what I'm saying? I'm going in over here. Yo, don't be full. Don't be full. I got my man Yo, that, with me. That on little light voice. That light voice is just acting. You heard, bro? <laughs> Yo. Yeah, we should go. You should Yo, break for, for, let um, Let's do a break. All right, bet. Let's do it. What you want to hear, dogs? What music you want to hear, dogs? Uh, man, I want something strange, son. I'll give you props, man. Your recent, you know, any, if anybody has SoundCloud, y'all should go. To our brother Philip Shung's SoundCloud and his check out his mixes, particularly the latest and on down. Uh, but he he got some heat on it. One of them, some of the joints you was playing on on the, some of them. Yeah, you know, we're gonna take a break. We'll See, there you got it. I gave you your props, man. Thank you. Finally. <laughs> now, if you could only clean yourself up, man. All right, we'll be back. <laughs>
right, we back, y'all. Yo, Big Keith, you, you know, you know, it's a. Uh... Yeah, hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold on, we back. Yeah. Yeah, hold on, hold on. We 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 back, we back. Yo, um, Ben Carson got COVID. Mm-hmm. Yo, he got it from the election night. It was a suit. They were they were celebrate. They were celebrating Trump's big win, and it was it was a super spreader event. Mm-hmm. Yo, I forgot. I, so night, I forgot man. to add. So I forgot to add that seventy million people have no problem that this dude has totally mishandled, as Uncle Keith said, a, a historic pandemic that's cost the lives of thousands of their relatives. But Ben Carson got it. Oh man, I know he's like, damn, they're not gonna hurt me, came me. Yo, yo, man, yo, Trump, what's that cocktail? Yo, Walter Reed, man, where that cocktail you gave him at, man? That's when Big Carson just start talking black all of a sudden. Man, I don't give a fuck about this law, I mean, this medical degree, man. I need the, I need the, I need the cure. This guy. You sleep, Ben got it, wow. man. He got the cure. He good. Yo, Ben, ben, has, been cure, idiot. ben has been an idiot wow. for a very long time. For a minute, yo. Yeah. So it's interesting that you would call it dumb American shit because so Jay, you and I, we have people in common who moved out, right? <laughs> Expats who moved to Amsterdam. And one of the things, so we 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 do like a um every couple of weeks we do like a um a FaceTime with them, you know, like group. And one of the things that they said that's been really intriguing to us is that um getting out from the american framework of living and thinking has been the most revolutionary thing that they've done yep in a sense that once you get out of this american way of looking at the world the world is not centered around america and you're not fighting every day for food clothing shelter and health care once you get out of that specter you start to really look at the world, you start to really look at life a whole new way. And so while they were only supposed to be in Amsterdam a couple of months and they were supposed to come back, they said they can't even come back. Mm -hmm. Not because they can't, but because they don't want to. The idea of coming back and living this way is unbearable to them. And it just reminded me of like, pre-COVID, how many of us lived, right? In terms of the everyday hustle to get to work, pay bills, do shit that we didn't necessarily want to do. And having being forced to look at, right? Having being forced to look at things a little bit different, right? It really, it really um, has been eye-opening to think about a world outside of, outside of America and not just physically outside of America, but a world outside of the standards that have been pressed upon us by, by this place. So, so in the future, I think it is also important for us to get outside of our own perspectives and grab some, grab some insight from people in these different, in these different spaces. I think you're right. We should get it would be actually particular. It would be particularly. Yeah. What do you say, Phil? I said we should get them on. Absolutely right. Yeah, we should get them on, and we should go back to Amsterdam too. Word. <laughs> Let's stay there. That's yeah. a that's a fact. I enjoy staying. Yeah, I enjoy Amsterdam. Me too. My whole perspective now is like they they because you know they still have to your point. 
the Keith, they still have people here, you know, so they're still very much invested in, you know, what, what happens here, you know, what happens with the politics, you know, socioeconomically. Um, but their their lens has, you know, their their in their subscription to the necessary to the scramble, right? To the to the rugged Western individualistic. Um, okay, I got to be the best. I got to work 15 hours today. I got to do this and I got to do that. They're, they're, they don't have to do that anymore. And, and that is, you know, become a much healthier um, attitude for them. And they are, you know, life is life, you know, and we still black people in this world, no matter where we are, but, you know, they have just less of a, of an everyday um, anvil on their back in that sense and they are happier <laughs> and like i said they still got challenges and they still got to make a living and earn their way through this world but it's different and when they check in with us it's just that idea like hey how y'all doing what's going on um yeah we just came from the lake <laughs> you know what i mean like that kind of right. thing but yeah right like like that the whole idea is hey you know what we we live for a living oh yeah that's right we do work as well but we live for a living exactly. as opposed to like, you know, working for a living, which is, if you think about it, it's, it's kind of a crazy concept that we bought into. And that idea, that approach is deemed lazy in, 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 in America. You live for a living. You must be a, you must be a bum. You must not want to work hard. You must not want to have things, you know, you must not be a, a hardworking person. Um, because you like to have picnics instead of work 18 hours a day. Instead of conference calls. Like, I, it's crazy. I've been, um, I've been, this thing called the NAP ministry, where they, basically they like, yo, listen, man, you bought it, you've been colonized to think that you're supposed to work this many hours a day and you're supposed to grind, and you're supposed to hustle. And that's, a, you've been trained that way because it works for someone else. It doesn't work for you. And so, um, like, I really have been thinking about that, like, and I've, and I've been put, putting it into practice um, to some degree in terms of, like, working three hours. And then working, you know, working three hours to four hours um, at a clip and then taking a break. I'm happy to and hear then, it. And then doing, doing, you know, you know, and then taking a break and saying, yo, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing anything else. I'm cutting on a TV show. I'm going for a walk. I'm going to hang out with my kid. Like, like really like being able to shut down, like switching the phone off and saying, yo, I'm not, I'm not even taking emails right now. Like that has been, that pivot has been kind of revolutionary for my mental health and for, for, for my levels of stress and anxiety. I'm happy to hear it. I'm simply happy to hear it because I hate work. I say it all the time. You know, we've been got, we've been, you know, set up to fall into a system where it's like, oh, you got to work it to, you got to work hard to make it. Working hard is not going to get you anything you really need. And I think in line with that rule also, it's like, you know, what we, you know, the things that we have to do to earn are not the, you know, I'm, you're, you're, you're going to work hard at things you love to do. You know, that, that's. That's not work. That, that's, that's not right, work. Right. You know, and if, you know, but the things that, you know, in our system that we have to do to earn, they ain't fun. 
It's not the stuff you want to wake up and do for 10 hours. Man, you know? I said a long time ago, poor people have to exchange their time for money. Facts. You might be exchanging for a lot more money than I am, but if you have to get up and exchange your time for money, you poor. Because really, like, you know, if I lose a dollar, $10, $100 might feel a little weird, but I'm not going to cry so much. But if you a minute late, 10 minutes late, an hour late, it's like, oh, man. Ooh, ooh. So time is clearly more important. And you can't get it back. That's real. That's a fact. You know, thinking back over the summer, I got, set, I got a few coworkers and friends that are no longer here. You know? On their tombstone, it won't say that person worked hard. You know, they left behind children, uh, wives, you know, loved ones. And it's, that's it. It ain't like, oh man, he was a hard worker. Nah, a lot of people say that. You go to, you go to uh, a lot of funerals, a lot of things you hear people talk about people work hard and their hard work. And that's not that to say- People work hard, I think, for a personal reason. A lot of people, and some don't. It won't be, on, it won't be on the tombstone. But it I know, of course, but, it, but, you know, unfortunately, we have these systems in play that unless we change ideologically, then they are those things that are will continue to eat up and gobble up your time and, and impact the ability for you to really find your humanity. Because that's all we're really talking about, finding your humanity. Finding your brain power, finding your spirit, finding um, being a being a, a star in someone else's nucleus. Uh, so the only way that's going to change, because this isn't based on meritocracy. Every anyone who thinks this is a society based on meritocracy is bullshit. Like they just, you know, they they're conditioned and trained. You know, how are you going to have merit uh, uh, a vibe of meritocracy in a place based off of exploitation and killing? That's just stupid. Um, you know, these guys they don't work long hours lifting machinery and taking care of other people's kids and working underground or working on the set or dealing with these uh, terribly broken people, whether it be in social work or whatever, or just trying to make ends meet with all these other problems all around you. These motherfuckers got, you know, they shit is laid out. They ain't doing shit. You got motherfucker like Donald Trump is the president. This motherfucker can't even string together three good words. Um, so this shit ain't about meritocracy, you know what I'm saying? Like this shit is about exploitation and racialized capitalism. Unless you are coming up with programs to combat that, you ain't doing nothing. And anything that's going on to only be a moderate uh, variation of the dominant status quo is, is reductive. And anything that's being created um, that's not hitting on it is or is hitting on is going to be viewed as leftist and socialism. So, you know, we in a we in a wild space. This this shit is going to take a lot more pain, a lot more bloodshed, a lot more uh, things that don't seem to make sense happen. It has to. There's no other way. It's built on the blood of Native Americans and Mexican people and African people, and this place refuses to let any descendants of any of color participate and, and Trump was an example of that before they have to actually be democratic. That's probably the most disappointing thing about all of this, right? Is, you know, you are given a political spectrum 
and said, "This your what's reasonable is between here and here, right? This is your this is your this is your space of reasonableness in terms of political thought. And as soon as you go left or right of the spectrum, right, in terms of like just thinking, questioning, um, then you're 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 an outcast." And the idea that we can that, that this varied uh, this varied and and wildly different population of people two billion I don't know how many billions of people on it right there's only two there's only really between two lanes of thought for us to exist it's so see and it's 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 depressing to see political conversations and as soon as somebody says socialism you know it's almost it's offensive as if the concept of socialism is a bad concept right or you know something something along those lines and i think that um there isn't like there isn't a politician that's brave enough to have an honest conversation about governance true governance and service to people and that is what's failing, failing America, and that's what's failing uh, this planet. Yep, socialism is still a dirty, dirty word. It's a bad word. Communism, it's like Cold War, it's like, it's like the 80s when you say that, oh, socialism, they're gonna take away our freedoms. That's how it's and it'd be broke people saying stupid shit. Exactly. It'd be broke people saying stupid shit like that. Exactly. Like it's the people that actually need socialism. Like Who, socialism that could benefit idea. from the right. idea of Social universal <laughs> socialistic principles, like right. food and healthcare and housing. Right. It's <laughs> the idea. The idea that socialism is that that is is the concept where the people control the means of production, right? And so you got factory workers, like in the Midwest that are living subsistence on a, on, a, on a subsistence standard, right? Saying stupid shit like, yo, so the socialists are coming to hurt us. It's, 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 so, it's, it's so depressing that there isn't a critical look at some of the stuff that's being said. And probably the same folks that have never studied any socialistic models, have never studied any systems that have, you know, and, and some have failed, of course, but there's models of everything right. that, have, that have been successful and unsuccessful, but couldn't tell Look, you. Are they, are they comfortable with socialism where Amazon and Jeff Bezos and Mike Bloomberg and right. um, uh, Kraft, Robert Kraft, right. and all these billionaires get tax rebates are they comfortable with all the billionaires get their, they donate money like, uh, what's this idiot's name? Um, the guy in the White House married to the Ivanka Trump chick. Jack, what was Oh, name? Kushner. Kushner, <laughs> your family buy a lot, donate a library and your, your legacy is sold education-wise, your kids go. Like, are y'all upset about mm -hmm. that form of socialism? Uh, Trump only paying $750 in taxes. Mm -hmm. um, are you rich getting no taxes almost, writing everything off, hiding their money in offshore accounts? Are y'all okay with that? That, if y'all okay with that, then you should be okay with 
everybody in this country having free health care. Everybody in this uh, eliminating student loans. Um, you know, because if, if you're not, then you're full of shit and you're a hypocrite and you're not someone that I need to sit down with, which is what the other narrative is in this place now is, well, you know, the, G the GOP, which has been sticking their middle finger out, grabbing their penis, waving it on everyone uh, on the other side of the aisle, they now lose. And now the narrative in America is that, well, you know, the Democrats got to sit down and do the olive branch, put some Republicans in the, in the cabinet, do all these things that the GOP is never required to do. And the, the problem with the Democrats is they don't have the energy and the intellect or the spirit of someone to say, yo, we ain't doing all that. Nah, the people who are saying that we ain't doing all that, we should be doing that, they are they smartly turned into monsters. And that's the radical left that they use this as a symbol that really doesn't exist. But you really, um, it, imagine if we did have a left in this society, then people wouldn't be suffering like they are. But you know, this shit gotta fall, man. Hopefully when it does, that's we have systems in play where our kids can continue and their kids and their kids and their kids continue can have to have meaningful lives and people who want to be in a fair world can start adding on but this shit can't be fixed man it can't be saved as uncle keith says all the time what are we playing phil uh we're gonna go to some lee scratch perry <laughs> <laughs> he's scratch right. guy he get busy that's my shit nah, he, he, he a wild boy alright we, we'll be right back Thank you. 
Anybody like the Jay Dave Chappelle thing? He did better than he did four years Mad ago. Funny. He told motherfuckers to give this dumbass a chance. The word. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. I thought his stand up was yeah. that shit was that shit was so on point. And the point, the part where he where he said, I know how you feel. <laughs> that shit was that shit was brilliant. I was like, I was like, but the problem is, you know, we're so hedged in our own personal beliefs. I feel like we're the only ones watching that. It ain't the 70 million people that voted for Trump. Shit, it ain't they some of the motherfuckers sitting at the table either. See that table cast got problems with us. And I got problems with them too. Don't bring Dave's just so smart and brave. You know, he's just smart and brave, you know, and, and that's rare. <laughs> you know, that's rare, especially for any celebrity. Man, well, look, man, we out here, man, no, yeah, this, we ain't even somber. We just tired of talking about all this stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we, listen, I, I, to tell our audience, we got a, a session, a mentoring session, and, and when, uh, Phil? Oh yeah, by the way, we, we started our um, mentoring program this week and it goes Saturdays from 10 a.m. to noon. But uh, anybody also who has some insight, perhaps upstate or anywhere two to three hours from the tri-state area, um, one of the things that we have in motion is, you know, you know, we do the program in Alaska, Brooklyn to Alaska, that's growing. Um, we wanna do something similar in the New York area. Um, so we're looking for some, possibly some land upstate somewhere um, if anyone has some any insight on deal with us, reach out to us. There's also something I want to address. Um, this is just me personally. I don't know, and I, I'm I'm not going to say this. It's all ultimately what my bros agree to. But a lot of people ask us from a lot of the initiatives that we got going on, what could they do to help? And more importantly, a lot of people are drawn to the academic and the mentoring program that we conduct, um, Brownsville and Red Hook. Um, and they ask what they can do. Um, I, I'd like to say one of the things we could you could do is you can get your team, we sit down or sit down, we build and see if we can come up with a program wherever your community is or wherever you're at or wherever you have access to and really um, create something that, that uh, may have some similarities to our program, but it may be something totally different. Um, you know, those, those are the, some of the things that, that I think can be done. Um, we, we have a, a pretty committed group of people that have been doing this for a while. So sometimes, you know, we don't necessarily need um, mentors 
Uh, we always welcome guest speakers and people with expertise and knowledge and perspective and wisdom. Um, that's a that's a plus as well. But as far as what can be done, I think it's it's time to really start building with people and creating and innovate. You know, particular to whatever community you have access to. Well said, Kenneth. Shut up. I'm very <laughs> proud. I prepped you well. Prepped you well, my boy. <laughs> Get the word out, man. Word up. But I, I ultimately I'll fall on with where y'all at, man. That's where I'm at. Whatever y'all say, I'm that's what I'm doing, man. I'm I'm one of them dudes. Just give me my gun, man. Just give me my gun. Speaking of guns, I can't stress enough how how crazy it was to go to a shoot a range. And yeah, see we saw how, you shooting how, that thing. I saw you. you I had a, I had a, I had a SIG, I had an A-Rex, um, and I had so a SIG, but I also had an AR. That AR was, whew. That AR is a monster, something. right? That AR is a monster. Okay, we're, we're real, real quick, too. We have a new business coming out where we are going to um, give consulting services to Black men in, in platforms who can't help but to cry. Um, while they're on their platform in front of the camera. Chills, um, it's, and it's actually, um, the, the proceeds are gonna go to um, the SEALs, the SEALs. So put the word out, we have this new program, no crying in platforms, they're not real tears, they're crocodile tears, you know, as a journalist, you start crying, that's like a lawyer pulling his penis out during a closing argument. This is something you don't do. Stop it, stop. Yeah, uh, yeah, it oh, definitely stupid. is time for us to stop pandering, uh, pa pandering for affection from 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 for whiteness. Being at range and seeing all of these white boys getting prepared for war, I, it's imperative that black people learn how to shoot. It's imperative. Like, I can't stress it enough how scary. Like they, they, and they got all types of ammunition. They just preparing for, um, legally on, and we're not prepared. Mm -hmm. Legally on, not the kind of shit that'll blow out our backs from where they stay at. Shit is whack, man. You're right, though. You're absolutely right. We, we, Kwanzaa, um, Mustafa, boxing, the martial arts. Uh, our man Brett, like yo, there's there's a bunch of things that could be done to combat all that, man. Oh yeah, if you guys want to get into Muay Thai, you got a uh, punch drunk Muay Thai located mm -hmm. in uh, Lower Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And it saddens me, honestly, guys, because I hate I hate guns. I mean, I hated hate guns for for what it does to our community. I'll take us out just to Brooklyn Combine, people. Yeah. We love you. We're here for you. Stay safe. Peace. That's right. Peace, peace. Peace.
can't believe this shit is happening to me When I need a place to be tranquil Meditate, think about what really matter Don't wanna rest my head on my shawty booby She run her fingers through the new dread I'm growing Peep the way my day might have been overwhelming Trying to relax a nigga If you listening and you catch the picture You might see me laying between my shorty legs Holding a glass of liquor And she keep rubbing my head Asking me to talk to her, I don't even respond Hold my hand, middle finger, tickle my palm My shorty stay relaxed, she understand a nigga going through something When I'm at home, and don't never need for the front My voice going, I'm sounding like a frog Doing shows back to back Partially, my niggas reluctant to talk They get their way with niggas Stop rubbing my hand, massaging my back They start confessing to with the shit I was taught Applying what I was taught To the point if you ain't right, I would slap you While becoming your favorite rapper's favorite rapper And it all feels like the shit was in vain It's right, I'm bringing it harder Losing Chris Lattie and then losing my father I'm bittersweet, so I promise my mama I'ma become a martyr And every day that pass, I move a little smarter That's why I work so hard to try expanding business a little larger To get my son a range and my daughter a charger But I feel cheated cause Chris and my father They ain't right here to see it, see it, see it, see it, see it Wow, But like I said, cause they ain't right here to see it Despite my heart will suffer, I'm still undefeated I give them what they needed, got them wild until these niggas is cuckoo We ain't screaming violated like we used to You ask me what's on my mind, baby, well I'ma serve ya There ain't no statute of limitation when it comes to murder You ever heard her? Nigga like me, they stay on top of shit, won't let it rest till we get to the bottom of it Yeah, and they know who I'm talking to Because they bust around fans, but probably not after this song is through The fuck I'm supposed to do? When this be the shit that I be thinking when I'm supposed to be honest when I talk to my boo My shorty probably mad, cause I ain't supposed to share these conversations When we sharing moments like this out the blue But then I got a blessing so that I can share this with y'all Because she feel the way I feel, a lot of us too In any event, that's the shit I'm thinking Some of the many things that I got on my mind, shawty She probably why I smoke and I keep on drinking Cause I need closure for my mind, soul, and my body, body, body Good days and bad days is part of the process Building with my shawty, escaping the nonsense And though I continue to keep it honest Thought process is complex To keep it balanced and focus on progress That be the concepts Despite the fights internally fought Those who were there for daddy, thanks for your support And when I'm long-term thinking See the terms these niggas think on is short They hate when I spot them, now they throwing me so That's how my mind Travel like I'm in the Caribbean resort Pondering on shit when I'm in deep thought Deep thought